Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey guys, it's Fashan, the co-founder of Dope Black Women, and we are back with another episode. And this time, I am joined by a powerhouse. She's the owner of Confidence and Killing It!, and has spoken at Google, Facebook, UN Women, and is now on the Dope Black Woman podcast. So, Tiwa, to start, what makes you a dope black woman? Oh, that's a good question. Just, yeah, I think just my energy, like my unapologetic energy, like I know who I am. I'm awake to my greatness inside of me and I'm not afraid to share that with the world. So I don't hide behind anyone's lights or any shadows like I fully own my greatness and I'm not gonna apologize for it and is that something you've always been able to do oh no definitely not it's something I've learned to do like intentionally like I knew I wanted to be the woman the kind of woman who would walk into a room and be confident in who she is and I wasn't that uh for a long time and so I just decided like I didn't want to live my life like that anymore and I wanted to be a confident woman and so I started to build her and create her and practice it and then now it's who I am. Was there like a significant moment for you that made you be like do you know what this has just got to change I can't be feeling like this anymore? Um, yeah, so I really struggled with like uh, a negative mind. So I was confident on the outside, but in my head, my head was such a mess. And it was just like constant, um, like I was just my biggest critic. And um, it wasn't until my mom gave me this book, 15 Laws of Growth by John Maxwell, um, that I learned that growth is intentional. Cause when I was like in my early twenties, I was like, Oh, when I'm older, I'll be making money. Life will be good. I'll be confident. And then you get to, you know, mid twenties and you realize adulting is the absolute ghetto. Like it doesn't get any easier. (laughs) Right. And so I learned at a very early age that you have to create who you want to become in life. It doesn't just happen to you. You don't just naturally evolve into the woman of your dreams. You have to intentionally create her. So when I realized that my mind was a battlefield, but I could win, I was like, right, let's go to war. Like, you know, let's go to war. I'm ready to win. Where are my tools? Where are my skills? What's my strategy? Because no one just shows up on the battlefield like, hey, girl, what's up? Let's fight. I'm ready. 
Like, no, you show up to the battle, like, really ready to win. Like, where's your ammunition? What's your strategy? And so I was like, okay, I've got to create a strategy. I've got to create, like, tools and steps to become this woman. And so I started reading and nurturing my mindset and really learning to believe and love myself. So, yeah. So when you mentioned... um part of your journey was being really intentional with stuff was was a huge part of that reading or was it something else yeah reading um I wasn't podcasts weren't really a big thing like 10 years ago um so I it was more just like reading watching videos on YouTube um literally just like there was no Netflix wasn't mm -mm, there was no Netflix it was literally every evening like watching videos learning reading books learning from all these personal development coaches and key figures about how they think how they see the world what's their perspective and beginning to open my mind to new ways of thinking and what would you say were like your two favorite books um, so the first one for sure, 15 Laws of Growth by John Maxwell was a really, really great eye opener. And then also The Code of the Extraordinary Mind by Vishen Lakiani. And um, that is all about how to program your mind for success because your brain is like a, a computer. If you put bad code in, you get bad code out you get bugs you get slow running software so you actually have to feed your mind with good code you have to like feed your mind with positivity and light and optimism if you want to see results in your life like good results that actually move you forward so um, I always used to think oh my mind is just my mind there's nothing I can do about it but that's actually not true like my mind is flexible and if it's not working for me I can actually change it to love and support me rather than to sabotage me I really love that analogy with the computer actually because it reminds me of like affirmations and talking mm-hmm. things to existence I feel like it's quite similar isn't it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but this is also going slightly deeper than affirmations because when you want to build your confidence you've got to know the first thing is you've got to know what your strengths are You've got to know what are you actually good at doing? What comes natural to you? Um, You know, what do people praise you for? What are some compliments you get? Think of a time when you've been proud of yourself. What strengths did you demonstrate? And then look for the physical examples in your life when you demonstrated these strengths. So, for example, like, it's not enough to just be like, I'm resilient and good things are coming to me. Or I'm resilient. I can overcome any challenge. Okay, great. That's a good thing to think. But why are you resilient? Give me an example of when you have actually overcome a challenge. Because it's all nice to be like, yes, I'm confident. I'm creative. I'm this and that. And you have so many fun buzzwords of what you are, but you yourself don't even know why you believe that that is for you. So I always say take affirmations with a pinch of salt. Don't just grab any affirmation and just start reading it and expect your life to change. No, you actually have to understand why that affirmation is relevant to you. You have to be able to link it back to your life. When someone comes to you and they just they're just lacking confidence all over, let's say, yeah. What mm-hmm. where do they start to begin to change that? 
Um, so first thing is you have to wake up. You have to wake up to what you're good at doing. You have to wake up to what you're passionate about. A lot of people live their life on autopilot where they're just not aware of all the amazing things about them. So the first thing I do with my clients is let's deep dive into what your strengths are. What is inside of you that you are not even aware of yet? And when I ask people to tell me what their strengths are, maybe they'll come up with three maximum. And by the time I'm done with them in a 30-minute session or one-hour session, we have like 50 strengths that they didn't even realize was a strength of theirs. Yeah, because as a coach, I'm going to ask specific questions that get you thinking and telling me about your life. And I'm trained to hear people's strengths when they don't even think it's a strength. So I create a whole list and I'm like, I read it back out to them and I'm like, these are your strengths. And some people cry. Some people feel really emotional. Some people can't handle it because it's just like they've never seen themselves in that light before. And so the first thing you have to do is wake up and realize that everything you need to win in life is already inside of you. And your starting place is good enough. You're not somebody who's a nobody and who's just, you know, existing. You you are actually worthy. Like there is worth inside of you. You are born with worth. Your worth is intrinsic. And that's your starting place. That is the truth of who you are. So don't live your life like nobody cares about you and you're not worthy and you don't have anything to offer. Live your life like there is greatness inside of you. You just need to wake up to it. So once they're feeling more awake, then we'll look at, okay, what are you passionate about? How can you align your strengths with your passions? Because that's your power circle. That's where you're really going to be your most unstoppable self. And so um, when you get into alignment with your life, you begin to feel more confident because you are living from a place of strength. Then the next step is to be able to master your mindset and deal with the negative thoughts. Now, you can't deal with negative thoughts if you don't know anything good about yourself. So that's why the first step is to know your strengths and to know what you're good at doing. So when the negativity comes up, you can defend yourself. So I like to say like imposter syndrome is just like you're in a courtroom and your negative thoughts and the imposter syndrome want to throw you in jail and you have to defend yourself to the judge and the jury that you are a good person and you deserve to be free. Now, the imposter syndrome and the negative thoughts comes with a whole case, case files, receipts of the time you messed up, of the time you were jealous, of the time you did this, of the time you did that, of the time you're not good enough. It has tangible evidence. It is strong. It is loud. And then we show up to defend ourselves and we're just like, hi, I'm a really nice person. Please believe me with no evidence. So I always say to people, when the lie comes up, kill it with the truth. When the lie comes up, kill it with the truth. You have to get sassy with the negativity. Don't let the mean girl in your head just walk in and say mean things to you and chill with a glass of wine and popcorn. You actually have to check her. And when she says something to you that feels mean and and is like, full of criticism, find something empowering to say back and challenge that voice. Do you know what I really, really love? Um, firstly, the introspective process that you go through with your clients, but also the analogies that you're given as we're speaking, because I feel like a lot of people can't, a lot of people do experience imposter syndrome. I feel like that's a really relatable feeling. And I like the, mm-hmm. the idea of you saying, not letting that mean girl walk into your head. Because it's like, if, it, if, you, t- if you took it out of that situation, and it was like a real life situation of someone, you know, coming into a room and embarrassing you and, and violating you. A lot of people wouldn't have that. But it's funny that we 
allow yeah. ourselves to do that to ourselves and i almost feel mm-hmm. triggered listening to you speak <laughs> i feel like when like when i've been growing up i've got a lot of friends i've always said like you should be on tv or you should do presenting you should do these things mm-hmm, and, I've, and mm-hmm. I've always been like no i talk fast or no i talk like this and i've always just mm. told myself these reasons why i can't and now i'm presenting on a bbc podcast and it's like i only applied for it because my friend was like you should apply for it you'll be great but mm. I, if I had seen that job myself, I would not have even yeah. thought twice about it. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So I yeah. feel like that introspective process that you said is so powerful and it's something mm. that I'm going to try and do just to see like what maybe other things I'm just ignoring about myself. But yeah, because I feel like for me, my approach has been very much like, and I say this, my approach has been this, but I mean, only recently, yeah. <laughs> not, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This, is, this is a new thing, but my approach as I'm trying to, implement is sort of like just feel the fear and do it anyway and I'm trying to get over this idea of like failing because my issues when it comes to imposter syndrome is never to do with other people it's actually to do with me it actually is the mean girl in my head do you get what I mean yeah like I feel like some Mm -hmm. people it's like oh if they see me fail if they see that for me it's really not that I think because I'm such a perfectionist I then worry Mm. about Mm-hmm. how I'm almost going to make myself feel if it doesn't go well. And I was talking to someone mm-hmm. about this the other day and I was saying, it's weird that we're like this to ourselves and we talk down on ourselves in this way because yeah. most of the time when you actually check it, the things you've tried to do haven't ever failed. So why are you yeah. not continuing to do more things? Yeah, yeah, there we go. We are so nice and caring and loving to our friends and our family and we are so mean to ourselves. But why is everyone deserving of their dreams and you're the only one who's not good enough? It doesn't make sense. Like the math doesn't add up. So I always say to people, don't get mad about other people not giving you a chance. Give yourself a chance first. Bet on yourself, right? If you think your friends are capable of their dreams, what's? why are you different? You are just as capable as your friends. So give yourself that grace to actually try and put yourself out there yeah Mm -hmm. and what advice do you have or support do you have for women when they come to you and they tell you that they're they're dealing with a lot of negative thoughts so the first thing I would say is there's like three questions to ask yourself and we kind of just touched on it so first one is is this thought 100% facts or am I making an assumption because we think a lot of the thoughts we think are facts but they're actually not we're just making assumptions so for example like if I speak up in this meeting, I'm going to say something stupid and people are going to judge me. Is that 100% facts that you are going to speak up, you are going to say something stupid and people are going to judge you? No, it's not. You're making an assumption about something that hasn't actually happened yet. So if it's facts, fine. Deal with the facts or try and change it. But if it's an assumption, you know, it's not true. So assumptions can be changed. So the first thing is, you know, if it's an assumption, then put yourself out there, take the risk and actually find out what the truth is going to be. And then the next question is, does it sabotage you or does it empower you? If a thought sabotages you, bin it. If a thought empowers you, run with it. Literally, if a thought is sabotaging you, if it's going to keep you stuck, if it's not going to add any value to your life whatsoever... That is not a thought you want to be taking as the truth of who you are. Your truth is what feels good, is what feels loving, is what feels right. Telling yourself that you're not creative and nobody's going to buy your products does not feel right. It does not feel loving. So that's sabotaging. So ditch that and instead think of something more empowering than you that you can say to yourself. And then 
The final question is what we just talked about. Like, would you say this to a friend? Would you ever say to a friend, don't apply for that job because you're not good enough or you're not skilled enough to do that? No, you would be your biggest cheerleader, the biggest cheerleader to your friend. So be the biggest cheerleader to yourself. So those are like the three steps I would take negative thoughts towards. I really love that. I really, I really do love that. I really do love that. It reminds, it reminds me of when I was younger. When something would happen, my mum used to say to me, can you change the situation or the outcome? And I would be like, no. And she would be like, well, then don't worry about it because you can't change it. So there's no, po- there's no point spending time worrying. And then if I said yes, she would be like, okay, cool. Let's plan action points of how mm. we can make those changes. And then let's just focus on that. And when yeah. she used to give me that exercise, it really used to help me to shift like when I had fears or was dealing with overwhelm or just stressing as a teenager. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, because you like focus on what you can control. When you focus on the things you can't control, it makes you feel helpless. When you feel helpless, you don't do anything because it's like, what's the point of even trying, right? So instead, instead of feeling helpless, you want to focus on the things you actually have control over, your thoughts, your emotions, your actions, and then do that. Like, what advice do you have for people when they just feel like they've hit rock bottom? So I think, you know, life is not about if you get hit or not. Life is about when you do get hit, how do you bounce back? And one thing I always say to people is failure is not your identity. Your emotions are not your identity. So just because you feel like a failure does not mean you are a failure. Those two things are very different. So you can never physically be a failure because failure can never be your identity. That is impossible. Failure is an event. It has a start date and an end date, and you can keep moving forward after the end date and turn a new page in your book and start creating a new chapter for yourself and for your life. So I always say to people, like, embrace whatever situation you're in. If you hit rock bottom, you've hit rock bottom. Acknowledge that you've hit rock bottom but then don't stay in rock bottom. Feel whatever you need to feel. Cry the tears you need to cry. Shout, scream, do whatever you want. But then get up and keep moving forward. Remember your vision. Remember your goals. Why are you doing what you're doing? And then get back up again. Because if you give up, you 100% guarantee that your dream is not coming true right? If you give up, it's a hundred percent guarantee because you've given up. But if you rest, if you take breaks, if you realize, you know what, I'm not really feeling it right now, but I'm going to try again. There is a possibility that you could get to where you want to go, that you could become the person you want to become. So lean into that positive possibility. If you give up, it's a straight dead end. There's no coming back from that. But if you take it slow and take baby steps and realize that slow progress is still progress, there's loads of opportunity to bounce back and keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting because I feel like in my experience anyway, and just like when I say my experience, I mean mm. my my echo chamber. Because I think mm-hmm. sometimes no one realizes how much the people around you have a huge effect on the way you feel about 100%. yourself and you feel about others. And I feel like when it comes to imposter syndrome, I normally see that being a factor in myself and others when it comes to like the workplace, for example. But then when it Mm -hmm. comes to confidence being low, 
I normally see that as a result of it being not from some sort of relationship, whether it's platonic, whether it was a toxic mm-hmm. parent, whether it was, you know, a teacher mm-hmm. you had at school and, and in that sort of situation. So for someone who's like come out of a relationship and their confidence not or they they feel like their worth is quite low, like what, what advice do you have for navigating that? I think it goes back to what I was saying about your feelings and not your identity. You know, also the things that happen to you are not your identity either. So there's absolutely internal confidence, but there's also external confidence. And you can be the most confident person in yourself, but if you're in an environment where you're surrounded by toxic people and everyone's dragging you down, it's going to affect your confidence. So um, it's so important to surround yourself with loving and uplifting people, which is why, you know, the community I've built is so important for so many women. But um, when you have just been in a toxic relationship or you feel like you're not around supportive people, it's important to realize that your opinion of yourself matters more than what other people think of you. You are not the negative thoughts of other people because people project right people be projecting all the time like if they feel insecure about themselves they're going to project those insecurities onto you because misery loves company and they don't want to be the only ones insecure so if they see somebody shining their light they're going to try and dim that so everyone can be on the same level you know so don't don't get it twisted like if somebody is being negative and mean to you and bringing you down it's often because they are dealing with their own battles and there's something they see in you that they want and they don't have and so they want to try and make you not have it either instead of working on themselves and getting it for themselves so always take you know negative thoughts and opinions from people with a pinch of salt and remember that confidence is a practice so if it has been knocked it can literally be rebuilt it's a practice so it's like going to the gym when you go to the gym you see results when you don't go to the gym you don't see any results unfortunately and so confidence is the same thing if your confidence has been knocked have hope because it can be rebuilt through very simple strategic steps i feel like when i look at your instagram page for example and your online platform you come across as someone who obviously is confident <laughs> that's stating the obvious <laughs> But it's very authentic in who they are. I feel like you're someone who really knows who you are, really knows who who you stand for and what you stand Mm -hmm. for and -hmm. things like Mm -hmm. that. Do you yourself ever have moments where you don't feel like that? Oh my gosh, all the time. Uh, Well, okay, not all the time, sometimes. Um, Confidence is not 100% perfection. Like it's, you you can definitely feel insecure and feel have the self-doubt and all of those things whilst being a confident person. No one is one thing 100% of the time every single day. That's impossible. So you also have to remember that you're human. And in your journey to being confident and to loving yourself, you're going to have really good days and you're going to have really bad days. And you're going to have days where you just feel a little bit average. And that's all okay. So Confidence is not the absence of self-doubt. Confidence is feeling the self-doubt, but doing it anyways. You say feeling the self-doubt, but doing it anyways. That's sort of like the, the fake it till you make it sort of vibe. No, not at all. Not at all. So when I say feel the self-doubt, but do it anyways, it's you can acknowledge that you're not feeling your most confident self right now, but you're not going to let these insecurities get in the way of your dreams. That's what it means. So for example, um, 
before I posted my first ever video on Instagram, I was literally in my room shaking. This was back in 2016 because I was so worried about what the, what other people were going to say. Um, my, my negative thoughts were telling me like, who do you think you are? Your skin isn't clear enough to be on camera. You haven't done enough research to be doing this. Do you think you're Oprah now? Da, da, da. Who do you think you are? Da, 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 da. And in that moment, I could have listened and put my phone down and said, I'm not posting this video. But instead, I said, the message in me is more important than the fear I feel. So I'm going to go ahead and do this. And that's what I'm talking about. I felt the self-doubt, but I realized that my mission is bigger than the self-doubt. So I'm going to push through this self-doubt and still take action anyways. Right? Some people think when I'm confident, I shouldn't even doubt myself in the first place. That's not true. You can still be a confident person and have days when you doubt yourself. But on those days where you doubt yourself, you have to make sure that you don't give the doubt the power to stop you from moving forward in your life. And how much attention do you think we should give to like learning and um, admitting our weaknesses? Because obviously we spoke about at the start that sometimes when you're feeling low, when you're trying to address your confidence issues or lack thereof, if you have any um, that one of the one of the strategies that you can approach is listing your strengths, focusing on that, and so forth. But when it comes to weaknesses, mm-hmm. what's your relationship with identifying that? Yeah, some people have mixed thoughts on this. Some people are like, I don't even consider them at all, whatever. Like, no, my strengths are my strengths only because there's so many messages in the world already telling you what your limitations are. You don't need to personally reflect on them. So that's one group of people. Um, Another group of people believe it's important to know what your limitations are so you can manage them. And I'm leaning more towards that group because I think you need to have an idea of what some of your limitations are so you can grow and improve on them and work on them. Because um, growth is a continuous journey. You never fully arrive. So It's important to embrace where you are, embrace the progress that you've made, embrace the strengths you have now, whilst knowing that you are still a work in progress and you will still make mistakes and you can still learn and grow and keep learning, leveling up. So my life philosophy is learning and leveling up, learning and leveling up. So I'm not perfect, but I'm good, right? I'm excellent, but I'm not perfect. There are some areas where Um, I'm not the best and I still get rejections. I still, you know, like normal people, I don't get a green light for every single thing that I do. Right. So I have my limitations, but I'm not dwelling in them. I have an awareness of them. So I know how to manage them and they don't get in the way, but I don't live from that place. It's a very different thing to live from a place of insecurity versus living from a place of strength, but being aware of your insecurity. So in case they begin to pop up, you can manage them effectively. So that's what I would say, yeah, to people, to be aware of the limitations, but not live from a place of your limitations. I like that perspective, actually, because I think with that one, at least you can then probably improve them. And maybe depending on what they are in years to to come, your weaknesses probably won't even show up as a weakness anymore. It would just be something that maybe you're mediocre at as opposed to something that's a challenge or like a a block in in, in your path of whatever you're doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For you, what would you say are one of your weaknesses? So my, I think my weakness is I'm a little bit too optimistic because like, 
I I always go for the best. The best is always the number one option for me. And so I find it really hard to reflect on how I could improve and what I could have done better in certain situations because I'm just like, I'm positive. Everything is great. And I, I, and I know like it's not at the, it's not verging towards toxic positivity, right? I can still acknowledge when shit is, is real and it's not happy clappy, right? But I'm just so like, oh, I thought that went quite well. Like I always try and see the good and the beauty in life and in things. But, you know, as a leader, sometimes you have to think quite critical of things. And I'm always like, I see the pros and cons. I see the pros and cons. And I'm almost like, I'm not really picking a side because I see the pros and cons. But sometimes you have to really think critical of stuff and, and, and pick a side and make a decision. But I kind of sometimes I'm just like, oh, everyone's nice. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Something that I have is, as a weakness it's almost like going back to what we were saying before about like feeling the fear and doing it anyway. It's like, so I know, mm. I know for what I want to do in my career and where I, where I want to go, that I'm at a point now where I'm like kind of reaching a wall and I'm reaching this wall because I'm not posting about what I'm doing online. I'm not being vocal mm. enough because that, I guess the, com- the imposter syndrome still plays a factor. Do you get what I mean? And I have this, mm-hmm. I was talking to someone on a shoot the other day and I was saying, it's really weird because I'm very much someone who is myself, whether I'm in front of my pastor, my mom, my friend, your mom, whoever, I'm the same person. So when it comes mm. to like showing up authentically as me, that's not really so much of an issue. But when, I, when I'm online and I see people who are quite visible and I see like mean things that are said about them or like the way sometimes yeah. people are being trolled or being dragged or, be, try, or have mm, attempts to be mm. cancelled, for things that are sometimes actually just ridiculous, but they just got a lot of people on one side, it always like stops me. Does that make sense? And it's like, it's, it's a weird place to be in because it's like, I've got no reason mm. to even feel, mm. to have this level of doubt or feel like this is going to happen to me. But yet yeah. I'm allowing it to be a block. Mm, mm. Oh yeah, babe, you gotta, you gotta learn to overcome that because having a strong personal brand is really the key to opportunities. Um, all the opportunities I get, they come to me because somebody has seen a video somewhere or somebody recommended me for something because they saw a post here or they saw something there. And it's like, when you put yourself out there, yes, it it could go wrong, right? But your goal in life is not for everyone to like you. Your goal in life is for you to show up as your true authentic self and the people who like you can come and form community with you and the people who don't like you can leave. Like they can actually leave. They don't need to follow you. They don't need to be part of your journey or your story. So um, I think it's important to put yourself out there in a way that's comfortable for you. And I like to say like building a personal brand is just like you have results, you have ex- ex- um, excellence and expertise and people just need to hear about it because there's no award for being the world's best kept secret. Imagine you're the best <laughs> presenter on the planet, right? There's no award for that. You're the best presenter. You're the best person for the job. But because no one knows you exist, no one's going to put you forward for it, right? So you actually just have to build a reputation for yourself. So the next time I'm looking for a presenter for an opportunity. I'm like, oh, Roshan, what's up? Like, you do this, right? So come on. So 
all my business literally comes to me. I do not have physical time in my day to send outbound emails. All my work comes to me because someone somewhere has seen something and heard a recommendation simply because I'm really good at showing my expertise and what I'm capable of doing. So I wanted to be known as somebody who's a speaker. So what did I do? I started putting on my own events and speaking. I started hosting panel discussions. Now people are booking me to host their panel discussions, right? I wanted to um, run corporate well-being workshops. So I started off, you know, running workshops, practice, got my techniques, and then I started telling people what I wanted to do. And I got my first booking. And then after that, I used it as a case study and I got more bookings and people started spreading the word. And before you know it, like my main business is my corporate bookings. So it's, yeah, you actually never know where life is going to take you. And I think the key to growth is having your community unlock the opportunities for you. The way black women have showed up, like my success actually belongs to them. And not just black women, to be honest, women in general, but mainly black women. Like speaking at Google, it was somebody who followed me on Instagram. Facebook, a friend who followed me on Instagram. Um, Deloitte, Morgan Stanley, all of these things came from people who followed me on Instagram. An opportunity came up in their company. And because they have associated confidence with me, I was top of mind. And it's the people who are top of mind that get opportunities. If you're nowhere to be found, the opportunity is not coming to you. That is such a great way to end this podcast. Cause I actually, I, <laughs> no, because I, I genuinely feel like, um, I'm happy I even admitted that to you because I feel really empowered now, like myself, to just be more actionable. Because oh, I keep saying, and you know what I keep doing? I keep, like recently I've been feeling like I've just got so much to do because I'm getting opportunities and I am getting a lot of stuff. And I feel like mm. because I've got my own ideas of things I'm working on, I'm like mm-hmm. running out of time. So I'm trying to be a bit more intentional. Like, okay, I know my website needs to be updated from two years ago. Um, I know I probably mm-hmm. look for a manager now from about two, three months ago. Like, do you get what I mean? Mm. But I feel like talking mm-hmm, to you mm-hmm. today has made me been like, if I know these things and I know the benefits of these things and how they're going to affect me and impact me, I just need to do it now. What am I waiting for? Yeah, honestly. It's a Saturday, sit down, bang it out. And like when it's done, it will unlock so much because so many people just sit waiting for life to happen and you can't wait for life to happen to you. You need to set yourself up for success. So you want to get all these big gigs and this is not just you, this is anyone listening, right? You want to grow your business. You want to get these big opportunities, but you haven't built the infrastructure to allow those opportunities to come to you. The opportunities aren't going to come. Right. So you if you want to win in life, you have to set yourself up for success and set the infrastructure so that when the opportunities start to come in, you're ready. Um, Oprah once said. um, Luck is when opportunity meets preparation. So I didn't just start this today. Like this is 10,000 hours behind the scenes, working, 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 practicing, practicing, practicing. So the day. And somebody at Google is saying, we want you to run a workshop for us. I'm not freaking out because it's 10,000 hours behind the scenes. I've set myself up and I'm ready for this moment. So you got to think about it. Ask yourself, what are you doing to set yourself up 
for success, to set yourself up for the growth that you want to experience in life. I love that. And it, it goes back again to what I was saying before about your echo chamber, who's around you, your circle. Because Leanne, who I run um, Dope Black Women with, where I mm-hmm. feel like, I always I, well, I always say this to her, I feel like when we started this, we did, we never met each other. We was put in a WhatsApp group. We were both told oh, to wow. run Dope Black Woman. And I literally feel like she's my soulmate. Like she's literally like the older, but she's, she's like 10 years older than me, I think roughly. But she's literally like my sister that I've always had. Like it, it's, it's unreal that I've known her for such a short amount of time. But I feel like whenever I feel like doubtful about things, or whenever I've got like big opportunities, a lot of them have come through dope black women. And sometimes mm. I'll say to her like, nah, like, <laughs> like I can't do this. What do you mean? Or like when mm. she was in the UK and we've got speaking gigs, I'd always be like, oh, do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? And she's currently abroad and we've got one that's mm. coming up in November, for example. And because obviously she's abroad, we, it's not like we're doing it and it's in person. We can't do it via Zoom. So I was like, oh, this is something we would normally do together. Like, I don't, I don't want to do it by myself, basically. And she mm, was just like, but mm. why not? Like, you are more than mm-hmm. capable of doing it by yourself. You've spoken about mm-hmm, this subject mm-hmm. before. She was like, I'll help you prepare for it and you, like, you'll be fine. And it's like, sometimes you do just need that kind of positive voice in your head if it's not from yourself, but the community or the tribe or the sisterhood you've got around you to empower you to just make those steps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 100%, 100%. When you, you know... My biggest thing is I want my confidence to be an oasis of hope for other women. So when they see me doing it, they know if Tiwa can do it, that means I can do it too. So if I can do it, girl, you can do it too. So get out there, get on that stage and and go kill it. Thank you. The last question I was going to ask you is what, what advice do you think you would give to your younger self? Mm, what advice would I give to my younger self? I think... I would I would tell her that success isn't all about numbers. Success isn't all about, you know, ticking boxes. When I was younger, I was obsessed with ticking boxes. And you tick the box and you're waiting for the happiness. And it's like, no, there's another goal and another goal and another goal. And it's just like, it almost feels like it doesn't stop. So I would say to myself, don't put your happiness after you achieve the goal be happy now in this moment embrace the wins the small wins the small moments of happiness you know instead of always waiting for something to be achieved before you give yourself happiness you are worthy of happiness and joy and love in every single moment of your day and you don't have to wait Till you achieve something or you tick a box on your to-do list to feel worthy of happiness, joy, peace, and love. I almost feel like crying. No. <laughs> no. Bro, I'm on like, fire tonight. No, I feel I like crying. That like... no, listen. That what you just said there, that was that was what I needed like a year and a half oh, ago. I, I I was in a fa- I was in a space, yeah, where people are always telling me how proud they are of me. How, how inspired they are all of these great things mm. that I could never feel it ever I never could mm. feel it and it was like mm-hmm. I would get achievements and my mum would be like elated and I'll and tell my friends and they'll be elated and they'll be like why am I not sensing that from you and I remember um we had a dope mm. black woman Christmas meet dinner and after that day I felt proud when I saw the impact I had on my community and us mm. all being together for the first time I felt an experience of like feeling proud of myself and I feel like since then I'm like 
I'm walking with it. It's, it's, it's a lot better now. But I feel like what you just yeah. said then, like two years ago, anything could have happened that was great. And I'd be like, okay, next thing now. Something else would happen great. Okay, yeah. next thing now. Mm. I never ever allowed mm-hmm. myself to just be still in that greatness and yeah. just say, Shan, yeah. like pat yourself on the back. Go and celebrate. Go and like, take a week off of work. Like go on a holiday and not think about those emails. Like just chill, chill out. Like, I never, I never gave myself that recognition. So I feel like that mm-hmm. was such an amazing answer because I feel like a lot of people there was not a lot but I feel like there might be someone listening who can relate to that mm. feeling and that might just be exactly what they for needed sure. to hear for sure and I have a free tool called my monthly wins tracker so every single month I write down my small wins and my big wins without fail and so I have a whole spreadsheet a whole calendar of all my wins this whole year and so now yeah yeah, yeah. and so now whenever I feel like I'm not really doing much and I haven't really achieved what I want to achieve. I just go back and I look at my monthly wins tracker and I'm mind blown by everything I've actually managed to do on my own in my second year of running my business full time. So yeah, that's, we can share the link with everyone listening in the show notes. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the Day Black Women podcast today. So you can find me at Tiwalola. So T-I-W-A-L-O-W-L-A and then also at Confidence and Killing It. Thank you for listening, guys. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe and make sure you share this episode with someone else that you think might benefit from it too. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.